Successful Minds with Patricia Barnowski-Schneider, the show that takes you around the world to share interviews with some of the most successful and relevant people on the planet. Hear their stories and get the most important business lessons they have learned on their road to success and get exclusive advice on how to implement their success into your life and business. Successful Minds with Patricia Barnowski-Schneider is brought to you by the Strategic Advisor Board and your host, Patricia Barnowski-Schneider. Welcome back to Successful Minds. I'm your host, Patty Baranowski-Schneider. Today, I'm joined by Abishai L., a holistic health coach. She has lots going on, so I'm going to leave it to her to tell you about it. So welcome, Abishai. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Thank you so much for welcoming me. I am a um, two times international bestselling author of The Power of Why book. It was a book series where I collaborated with 23 women all over the world, um, as well as my memoir that I wrote about my life. I'm also a psychic medium. Um, I have over 24,000 followers over on TikTok where I incorporate um, holistic health coaching. <laughs> so also a copywriter. So everything's just included. I do many things. Jack of all trades. Wow. <laughs> That's awesome. That was up there really Thank awesome. you. <laughs> now tell us, your approach is described as crashing. So it's a blend of crazy and passionate. So can you elaborate on how these philosophies shape your holistic health coaching? Yes. Yeah, so that this saying sticks out in my mind when you ask me that. I think of like God takes the foolish things to confound the wise. <laughs> so, <laughs> so sometimes my clients will come to me and they have this terrible cough and they're like, oh, I have asthma. I'm on albuterol and I'm on all these medications. And I'm like, hey, what happened to you when you were younger? Like, did you have some sort of trauma? And they're listening and they're like, yeah. You know, at first it's kind of like, well, I didn't equate, you know, asthma to my traumatic past or something that happened to me. But I find that when we get to the root of that, which is a bit crazy because that's not the first thing you go to. You're like, well, maybe we could change your albuterol dosage, give you some more prednisone. But once we get to the root of their emotional traumas and what they dealt with, um, they actually can heal themselves. Wow. I mean, it's a unique approach. That's my, my crazy passionate approach. No, that's awesome. Yeah, it's definitely um, a good way because doctors nowadays, they don't even try to research where your problem stems from. It's like, okay, you have this, we'll give you this medicine. Because unfortunately, the healthcare system is no longer about let's get you better. It's about how much money can we get off of this. So really, you know, like yeah. I always tell a story where I used to suffer from migraines and I was put on every medication under the sun. I, I was suffering pretty much four to five days of migraines a week. And this went on for years. And I was in an accident at one point. Well, it turns out I used to take a lot of vitamins. Nothing bad, just vitamins. Um, and I was in an accident. So I was in the hospital for about a month. I didn't take any of these vitamins. Do you know I've never got a migraine since? So instead of the doctors figuring out what was the root of this, it was just throw some medicine at her. Meanwhile, it was something as simple as my body's reaction that you didn't need all of this. But yeah, so I like your approach. <laughs> Amazing story. Congratulations to you. <laughs> well, I hope to not have that accident again just to find out that answer, but it does wake you up to, you know, whatever the doctor says. It, it's a shame because they don't try to figure out. And it is true. Like, you don't realize, like, I remember I had insomnia and I was going to a hypnotist at one point. And mm -hmm. it turns out I had, your mind just works whether you realize it or not. And I apparently had some guilt from, you know, being a single mom, raising my kids. 
And apparently that was going on in my head all of this time. And it was something that simple. But what would the doctor say? Oh, she has insomnia. We'll just give her this medicine. It's never about trying to help you. It's about how much can they make. So I like your approach. Absolutely. Thank you. Yeah, they don't get it root cause. <laughs> they don't care. Just, That's unfortunate. <laughs> yeah, it's true. They don't. They don't. It's big business. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. That's Ellis. You talk about living a life according to one's sphere. So what does that look like in practical terms for someone who's new to the concept of spiritual well-being? Uh, what did you, I couldn't hear the question. That's <laughs> okay. You talk about living a life according to one's spirit. So what does that look like in practical terms for someone who's new to the concept of spiritual wellness? So it's just, I love your question. It's just um, listening to your intuition. Like, what do you love? So I try to get people to tap into what they're most attracted to. You know, what do you do every single day? Like, do you wake up and listen to music? Um, do you like to exercise? What do you love doing? And that allows them to really listen listen to their intuition more and follow life according to their spirit because you know i get a lot of clients for instance mm -hmm. that don't like their jobs and they but they feel like they have to stay there because of societal norms and this is what their family wants for them and so i get them to get rid of all this murkiness right. <laughs> so it could really be what they really want to do and they end up following, you know, that path, which is according to their spirit. So it's really getting them to see what do I want? What do I like? How can I surpass these limiting beliefs that have been placed on my life that have made me feel like I was in bondage? And um, like you said, feeling guilty and all of these things, regret, you know, how can I live more freely? So that's how I help them. <laughs> no, that's nice because we, you know, we always talk about people, you know, especially through the years, you've had like different generations where, you know, the women stayed home, the men had to work and you didn't have to be happy. That was just your job. You did it and you had to pay bills. And, you know, you kind of raised through the generations like this. And some people were go to school. You have to be perfect. You have to do this, you know, and no one ever took a step back and said, okay, but what makes you happy? It was like, you just knew that the minute you got out of school, you had to have a job, you had to make money, you had to have a family, you had to get a house, even though you can't afford it, you can't, it's just, you know, so it's nice approach to get people to take a step back and say, okay, what is it you want? And it is true with your spirits. It's, you know, like they say, intuition, that's never wrong. You know, I mean, just like your, um, your gut, you know, if it's telling you to go in one direction, you gotta listen to it. You know, it knows better than we do. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, if I could quickly tell a, like a quick story. Yeah. I remember because when you were talking about intuition, it never scares you. I was getting ready to cross the street and um, Spirit said to go to this this place I loved. It was a very peaceful, quiet place. And Spirit's like, you know, rub in the coconut oil on your leg. It's summer. It's hot outside. I'm like, rub the coconut oil <laughs> on my leg. You know, I, I was like, I could do that after Spirit was do it now. So I see this car after the... Um, what is it called? After the alarm went off, you know, the walking, <laughs> walking yeah, yeah, yeah. signal. Yeah. yeah. Whatever it's called. <laughs> After um, the buzzer went on for me to walk, a car went through the light. So had I not rubbed in that coconut oil on my leg, I would have gotten hit by that car. You hear stories like I remember 9-11 where, you know, I knew yeah. people who went there and, you know, it was just something as simple as, I left and I realized, oh, I forgot something. And you had to go back in the house. They would have been five minutes late 
or someone, you know, went to get the elevator and the elevator broke. Simple things like that. It's almost like something's interfering for you to try to help because maybe they were trying to talk to you and you just weren't listening because everybody's on, you know, automation. I got to do this. I got to do that. You're not paying attention. So it's kind of pulling you because it's just not your time right now, you know? Absolutely. Yeah, exactly right. Now, your Each Stress Away program combines any, any uh, uh, avant-garde and ancient techniques. So could you share a success story where this approach significantly reduced stress for a client? Yes, I can. Actually, one of my clients, when I first started the um, Each Stress Away program, they were seeing a therapist, they were dealing with anxiety and overwhelm and um, weight gain. She was also a single mother. It was just, she was just bombarded, had a horrible upbringing, all of this stuff. And she started to, um, first of all, we got to the root cause as to why she was overeating, why she was emotional eating again. Um, and the approach I gave her, we worked with crystals. Um, I coached her in various ways. We also got to the root of um, certain foods as well, um, which also tied into traumatic instances. And she got off of her medication. Mm -hmm. um, she was able to reduce stress. She got rid of her anxiety. Uh, she wasn't always anxious. She became more bold, um, accepted her uniqueness, stopped being a people pleaser. So, um, Taking that holistic approach, delving into nutrition, pin, really pinpointing what, um, again, essential nutrients that she needed for her body so she could get rid of um, anxiety, depression, because it's different for everybody. You know, some people can have tomatoes and some people can't, <laughs> yeah. you know, so taking oh. that approach to mental through nutrition again. That's awesome. And again, it's yeah. taking taking someone to take the initiative to say, okay, let's, let's talk, talk this out, figure it out. Instead of, you know, here's your checklist. You did this, this, here's some medicine. It's, I have zero faith in the medical field anymore. <laughs> I'm afraid that's a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's, I've just seen it go so downhill. It's, it's a shame. And, you know, I love when somebody takes the time to really help get to it. Cause like even with therapists and stuff, you know, I've seen people go to therapy for years, years. And all this insurance, all, all this therapist is just milking the insurance. They, they're not helping anybody. If anything, they're even more depressed. Or couples are just, I know a couple went to therapy for years. They wound up getting divorced after like 15 years. I'm like, what did that do? They made a fortune. You probably put their kids through college and that's great. But it did nothing for you, you know? It's a shame. It's, it's good for you. <laughs> it's, it's like sit on my big comfy couch and let's talk. And I'll yeah. just sit here. Thanks for the payment. And <laughs> yeah, exactly. They have no interest in helping. They don't want to help you. It's, it's you know, it's like, what, what do we get out of that? You know? <laughs> yeah. That's true. And that's exactly what my client said. She's like, I've been going to my therapist for like 10 years. And you helped me in like, what, less than four months. Yeah, it's a shame. <laughs> Good for <It's>, you. <laughs> Now tell me, in terms of nutrition, you advocate for ditching calorie counting. So can um, how do you guide clients to you know make intuitive eating choices without falling back on conventional diet metrics? Well, I, I, like I said, I love your questions. <laughs> um, I take an approach where I discuss the difference between toxic hunger and true hunger with them. So it's basically 
you know, sharing with them, like, listen, you're not really hungry when your stomach is growling. You're not really hungry when you're shaking. You're not really hungry when you're hangry. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and you know, we've been taught that. I was like, oh, my stomach in the past was like, my stomach's gassy. Let me go eat something. Then I was like, oh, I'm still hungry. And that's because I wasn't intuitively eating, you know, as all of us have. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, a lot of my clients, they have like this, this face on them. Like, what? You mean I'm not hungry? I'm like, no, you're deep. Toxic. <laughs> you're detoxing yeah. right now. Yeah, we And so that. I teach them. Huh? I wouldn't know that. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So I teach them that true hunger actually begins in their esophagus, you know, where our digestive tract begins. And so a lot of times when you're actually hungry, you can kind of feel like you're salivating. Um, you may be thirsty. So that's another way. And that's when you begin to know, okay, do I need water or do I need to eat something? Um also, so they could tap into intuitive eating, I share with them the nutritional foundation in conjunction with that because it allows my clients to set boundaries. So, for instance, a lot of people, they'll just pick up a burger and eat it and they're like, well, why is it bad? You know, they need to know what it does to their body. So they're less likely to pick up some sort of junk food that exasperates, you know, um, what is it, shakiness or detox, you know, yeah. symptoms. Um, toxicity in their body. So I find that sharing the difference between toxic hunger and true hunger in conjunction with having a solid nutritional foundation mm -hmm. so they could be more in tune, that helps them be more in tune with their intuition, for sure. Yeah, nice. Yeah, a lot of times it's crazy how to have it. Like, I'm, you know, I'm a health, healthy eater and all that stuff, but put me in a theater and I've got this big popcorn, raisinets, and you're not even paying attention to eating it. It's like, next thing you know, the whole thing is gone. It's like, I don't remember even eating it. It's just, you know, I don't want to say emotional, but kind of, because you're kind of totally intrigued with the movie, you know, it's not good. Yeah, you're like, what's going to happen next? Yeah. <laughs> When I look back, I'm like, how much did I eat? And I would never eat that on a daily basis, but you know, it's you're not paying attention. And I know so many people it just out of habit, you know, they're just eating, eating, and again, and like when you say hungry, so I know so many people that <laughs> fall into the category. Yeah, <laughs> they should <like> listen. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. Uh, that's how you offer spiritual readings as part of your services. So how do these readings complement the more tangible aspects of health and nutrition in your coaching? Well, when people come to me, though, a lot of people come um, for love readings. I mean, so, some people come for holistic health. I do get a lot of that. That's one of my most popular readings. But then I get the occasional love readings and career-based readings. And Spirit will tell me that this person... They'll ask about someone who left them or, you know, is new love coming in. And I find that they need to work on their self-love um, and attachment issues and abandonment wounds. And I'm like, listen, um, I know you came in for this reading, but you might need, you know, something like a program. You might need the Eat Stress Away program where we talk about these things, you know, delving into trauma so you can fill holes. So you don't have this attachment to um, other people. Um, so I, I really discuss that in depth, different programs that they can take. So they'll come, like I said, they'll come in thinking, they'll come in with symptoms and I'll get at the root cause. And <laughs> that's awesome though, because people yeah. don't know, you know, I mean, it, you know, it is true. If someone's feeling, you know, like they need to have this love, 
what are you missing in your life? You know, that you feel you can't do this on your own. You know, it, it's, yes. it's actually unique. <laughs> nice. Now, accessibility seems to be a key aspect of programs. So has providing... It's true. Yeah. Yep, it's true. Now, has providing resources on the go transformed the way your clients integrate health into, the, into their daily lives? And I guess tell us a little bit about your... Um, Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, so I give my clients, they're able to, um, their fitness guides are in PDF format. I send protocols in PDF, uh, recipes in PDF format. So while they're on the go and they're like, oh my God, I don't know what to eat while I'm out. It's like, yeah. oh, you got, you know, a recipe <laughs> or you have like a grocery list, um, which is also a PDF file. So they're like, what to get at the grocery store? I don't know. And it's just like, it's right on their phone. Um, as well as working out because working out can be scary, especially when you adopt a new program and it's just like, I don't know what to do. And so it's just on their phone. They can click it. They can watch the video to fix their form while they're there so they can feel like a pro um, and have people asking them, you know, about how they can fix their form versus them feeling, you know inferior <laughs> no that is cool though i mean it's like same with the gym you have some people who don't want to go to a gym they don't want to work out in front of them so hey you look here's it here. and i know so many people when they're traveling for work and whatnot everything's fast food because they have no concept of what do i do when i'm here but you know giving them little recipes and stuff you can do this anywhere you know <laughs> right exactly yep nice now tell me what your non-toxic lifestyle program, what are the first steps you recommend for someone looking to de detoxify their lives? So I'm actually glad you brought this up. I'm going to be launching that program in January. Nice. <laughs> Happy New Year. <laughs> yes, thank you. So I usually, I'll start with the physical aspects. And it brings me, I think every time I think of detoxing, I think of decluttering. And then I think of hoarders. And then I think of my own experience, um, how I became, you know, a minimalist. And I really had to delve in with, you know, why I wanted so many material things. Um, what was I missing? And I found that it was like a root chakra imbalance um, and, you know, trauma related and all those things. And so I start with the physical aspect in conjunction with, I would say, the spiritual. Then it's like spiritual comes next. Um and then definitely decluttering and really like, again, having that uh, nutritional foundation, because let's face it, it's not just based off of throwing away material things and detoxifying your life and to stop hoarding. It's, you know, what you're consuming. Um, so, you know, giving people a basic foundation, even an advanced foundation in terms of, you know, nutrition and what you need to be consuming. So you can feel satiated, so you can feel balanced, you could feel in harmony um, and to detox, you know, your body, which is, you know, fruits, veggies, the good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's what I would start with. Definitely physical, spiritual and delving into the mental. But really, they all play a, a huge role. But I find out delving within um, allows you to clear everything. Yeah, people um, never think that all of these things tie together. You know, it's, you know, especially when you think of health, it's like I've known people who, you know, just say they're always negative and depressed and this and that. And then, you know, it's kind of like they could be sick all the time. And then the minute they change that attitude, 
you know, like I knew somebody who had breast cancer and, you know, she's fine today, but I remember the doctor was saying, um, well, if this gets better, she's like, it's not a matter of if, it's when. We're kicking this thing in the ass, you know? She's fine. Yeah. He said to her, that attitude's going to help you. And she's totally fine. You know, and not saying that that happens for everybody, but I'm just saying that positive attitude is just one of many things that all tie into it. So, yeah, your health, you know, spiritual, whatever, it's it's not just a one and done thing. There's a lot of things involved. And most people don't ever think of it because it's never told to them, you know? I'm glad they're bringing all of that out. That's awesome. Yeah, it definitely takes a mindset change. You have to be willing to take that first step and saying, I need to fix some things. I need to take control of my health. Yeah. And even, you know, the spiritual, I mean, some people believe in it, some people don't, but, you know, it's, there's, you know, it's so bizarre how like things just happen. And it's kind of like, you know, you ever just go outside and just have a bad day and all of a sudden a butterfly flies by. It's something so simple. It's kind of like that just changed my whole attitude. You know, is that somebody, you know, my grandma or somebody just saying, chin up, kiddo, I got you. You know, you never know. But it's kind of like it's so many coincidences. It's like you can't all be BS, you know, <laughs> but <laughs> what do I know? <laughs> exactly. I love that you said that because a lot of people, they, they hear spirituality and they're like, oh, that's the devil. And <laughs> devil, I know. I mean, I've gone to so many people who, you know, deal with it. And, you know, they all say similar thing. It's like. You can't make this stuff up. I mean, you know, it's kind of like went to um, a psychic not that long ago. And, you know, my dad had recently passed away. I didn't even have to say a word. They were like, Eddie, Edward. And I'm like, that was my dad. You know, it's like, how do you make this stuff up? It's not like you just, you know, like I went to one one time, a show. And, you know, it was so, like, she would invite people up. And it was somebody tall and light hair. She'd be like, do you have someone tall, kind of lightish hair? They're with you now. If someone was short and chubby, do you have someone in your family who's kind of short, a little pudgy? You know, it, it was so vague. But when you hear, like, when they said Eddie, and I'm like, you don't just make that up. You know, so there's got to be something to it. And if people don't want to believe it, that's fine. But, you know, I think incorporating everything is huge. Yeah. Good job. <laughs> yeah. And I'm sorry, but I'm sorry about your. Thank you. But um, yes, psychics. I mean, we're real. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I like I said, I've gone to some phony ones, but I've gone to some that put the hair on my neck standing up, and I'm like, happy. Especially when you say something that just, how would you even know that? I mean, it's just, you know, like I when I was pregnant with my son, I remember going to say I wanted to know what I was having so bad. This was years ago when we didn't have the sonograms like they have today, and they would be yeah. like, "You're having a boy," and I'm like, "Am I really?" It's fifty-fifty. I could have did that myself. So, you know, but when you have someone right. who tells you something that is just so like, how would you know that? You yeah. Know, somebody knows something, you know, it can't just all be coincidence, you know? <laughs> exactly. It's coming from somewhere, you know, yeah. and especially when you're hearing it correctly. Yeah. I mean, like I said, when I heard Ed, Edward, I'm like, you know, it's not like you said, um, you know, something with an E or B, you know, something where you just make up stuff. Because obviously we know somebody with that name. They didn't say your dad. They did. If I said, okay, L, you probably say, oh, my friend, Laura, you know, but when you just blurred out a name, it was like, oh, okay. You know? <laughs> yeah. Now tell me, the Avi Unfiltered podcast, it's another platform you use to reach people. So what's a topic you've countered that resonates most with your audience? And why do you think it has such an impact? 
Oh, a topic that resonates with most of my audiences is definitely the uh, conversing with people, how to converse with people without um, conflict. So how to avoid conflicts in conversations, um, which I was surprised. I thought it would be something else, but it's definitely conversing with people um, and kind of letting their friends know certain things that they don't like. And so I'm like, well, why is this so many people's problems? And I'm like, because people nowadays, they people please, you know, it, it it stems from people pleasing. And and so my podcast really helped them to stop being a people pleaser, to say how they feel, um, be able to voice that so they can create more peace in their life. And so they can look at it as I want to create more peace instead of conflict. Um, so that that's been the that's been a popular one. Um, I would say another one would be I'm trying to think it was like narcissistic family members. <laughs> yeah, we know what that is. <laughs> oh, trust me. Yeah. So they feel heard and seen. They're like, oh my God, finally someone said what you know what I was experiencing. Um yeah. And that's where the people pleasing tendencies came from. Having an artistic family. <laughs> no, I know it. I mean, but it's good that people are actually, you know, it's kind of like this new generation now. People aren't afraid to speak up. And I guess yeah. that's where some of the people please and come in because especially if you're not someone who likes confrontation, right? You know, kind of just keep, I might keep an opinion to myself because I don't want to get barked at, you know, but it is good with some people speaking up because now they're talking about things that bother them where before. It was, you know, kids are seen and not heard. Keep your mouth shut. That's not your job. You know, you're getting paid to do a job. I don't need to hear it. Shut up. You know, so people yeah. are being boisterous. And I, I find that I trigger a lot of people who have trouble speaking up because I speak up so much and they they get like easily offended or it's like, well, why'd you say that? And I'm just voicing. It's like, so it's all in how you perceive things too. But I find that I trigger so many people um, sometimes I feel like this world is a bunch of like, for all of us, we're just in preschool and our inner childs are living instead of us as adults, if that makes sense. It seems like that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. now I was going to say, cause people are easily triggered by what they haven't healed in childhood. <laughs> yeah. But it, 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 again, because so many, you know, what, whoever bought that out, you know, because I just remember my growing up, and again, generations change, but kids are seen and not heard, do as you're told, do as I say, not what I do, um, you know, you have roles, this is what you're supposed to do. No one ever asked me how I felt, what I thought about, you know, like I remember as a kid, you know, I, did, I would never forget, I was in second grade, and I must have been spacing out in class, and all of a sudden, second grade, yeah. and the teacher called my mom to tell her I was in class giving her dirty looks. Well, of course, I get in super trouble, and I was like, it doesn't matter that I did. Yeah. I said I didn't do it. Teacher said you did it. That's it. Like that's a generation we've grown up in. Teacher said you did right. it. You run trouble. That's it. You know. So people nowadays, when they realize that they could say stuff, um, they're just blurting it out everywhere. But for the most of us, this is stuff that's really suppressed because you know you don't speak up because you were raised not to. And you know when people say, "Well, how old are you now?" You know, but when it's engraved in you for so many years, it's just what you do. You know. So. Yeah. They don't like when you have an opinion, your own sense of self, and even confidence. It's like your confidence offends them. It's like, 
you know, settle down. You're too much. You know, I grew up around that too, where there was jealousy or it was like, oh, she's too much. Like I, I found that adults, even people who weren't in my family, but just knew my family did not like me. And I was like five years old just because I, my mom raised me to speak up, <laughs> but the surrounding people, like the rest of her family, not all of them, but most of them just didn't like that. They did not know how to take me and still don't. <laughs> but, you know, I always say it's that's when you learn who your people are and who's not. Yeah. If they don't like it, I don't hate you. And that's fine. That's on you. But you stick with your people because you shouldn't have to be suppressed because it upsets somebody, especially when you do nothing wrong. At five years old, what can you possibly be doing? <laughs> but they don't know how to handle that. Well, that's on you. You know, I'm yeah. glad your mom taught you to speak up because that's awesome. Yeah. Now, you also have a line of confidence boosting beauty products. So how do you ensure that these products align with the holistic health principles? Well, I started my, I love this question too. I love all your questions. This one is probably my most favorite. Um, Cause I remember when I went to premiere my skincare line at Artists and Fleas at New York. Okay, um, yeah. It was so back then, it was 2018. And I premiered it there. And one of the clients that tried it, I put essential oils in my skincare and I had to take a break from it cause I was sick. I got really sick. So I, I haven't been doing it. <laughs> but when I did, when I did, though, I used essential oils in that that helped not only uh, penetrate the cellular wall, get in those cells to really cleanse the skin on a deeper level, cellular level. It also helped to boost people's self-esteem, boost their confidence, um, make them feel better about themselves internally, especially when you're dealing with skincare conditions that I've, I've had acne before. And a lot of the, the lady who sticks out to me, Artisan Flea, she was dealing with horrible acne. And she puts it on her face and she came back to the table after purchasing it. She says, you know, I'm usually a depressed person. And she said, I don't feel depressed right now. Because <laughs> it had um, essential oils that had monoterpenes. So to boost the mood, um, it was a citrus one. Wow. <laughs> so you cover all your bases. You look gorgeous and you're better than me. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, it is crazy. Like you could just people and you you know go get your hair done it's like just now you feel so great so but i mean if something that's not only going to make you look good but make you feel good and be good for you i mean because yeah. again half the stuff out there it's you know doesn't have all of that but <laughs> it's pretty cool in fact that reminds me when i used to get my hair done mm -hmm. the hairstylist used to use this shampoo mm -hmm. it was filled with toxins and i would always fall into like a sleepy duper type thing and when i smell that if i go to the store i'm like oh god i have to run out of here i do <laughs> i don't cover your own bottle <laughs> so some things make your mood you know lower your mood versus boosting it another so, thing that people don't know yeah oh i'm sorry go ahead no i'm just saying that's another thing people don't realize you know yeah no. <laughs> it's a you know it's crazy because there are some like it's actually funny David. <laughs> I had got my mail out of the mailbox one time, but someone else had borrowed my bag and said, can I keep my stuff in your bag? I said, fine. So I took my mail. I had ordered this shampoo, um, a conditioner. And anyway, I gave them whatever was in the bag and this other conditioner. I remember I thought, oh, that must have been the conditioner I ordered. It was a session. And I remember putting it on my hair and it had kind of like a nail cologne type smell. And I'm kind of like, 
that's weird. But I yeah. love the smell of it. And it turns oh. out it was their stuff that they had in my bag. I'm like, oh my God, I thought that's what I ordered. But it's amazing how like I'll put that on my dog and stuff. I'm like, I just love that smell. I don't know if it thinks like, you know, like kind of like you're a couple sort of, thing. I don't know what it is, but that triggers in my head. I'm like, I love that smell. But you don't realize a simple little thing like that. <laughs> I wonder if it has cedar wood in it. I don't know. I have to check it. I mean, I just love how it smells. <laughs> yeah. Because in a lot it's of- so soft. <laughs> And a lot of meal colognes, they use cedar wood. Okay, could be. And it makes you feel grounded and calm and relaxed. Yeah, so for sure. I'm glad you like it. Yeah, considering it's not a female thing. But hey, you know what? I love it. <laughs> so as my husband like I, has to complain, we're okay. <laughs> He'll be like, who are you around? <laughs> That's true. <laughs> now tell me, your planners and notebooks are designed to be life-changing. So can you share an example of how you use how using these tools has helped a client to manifest their goals? Yes, there was a client who got my manifestation planner as well as my create your life journal. And in those planners and journals, there's vision boards. And so she took this seriously. I don't know if she did she post it on Amazon. I know she wrote a review on there. But anyway, she was working a nine to five job. And she would tell me about her nine to five job. She's she loved it, but she wanted to start, you know, her business. After she used my manifestation journal and the Create Your Life planner, she she got to work. She started her own um, candle business. Wow, nice. Yeah. <laughs> wow, good for you. You have I'll tell you, like a jack of all trades, but you have amazing stuff in every aspect that you do, which is great. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. You're welcome. Anything else yeah. you're working on that you want to share or talk about? What else am I working? Well, I'm the program, the non toxic lifestyle program. So that'll be launching. What else am I working on? Mm -hmm. I'll have my podcast back up and running in the spring. Okay. Because <laughs> you don't have enough time. You have nothing but time on your hands, right? Right. Exactly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what else am I working on? Oh, I'll also have up, because um, I do play violin too. She's like, oh, what else? What you do? <laughs> I'm just counting how many hours in a day. You must have like extra hands. I don't <laughs> Seriously, sometimes I don't know how I do it, but I'm going to be having um, uh, healing music up on my site to help people with various ailments. Oh, nice. Now, just so people know, you work with people remotely, right? They don't have to physically be in front of you, right? So people around the world can. Yes, absolutely. Very nice. Well, all right. Thank you again for being on the show. Again, that was Abishai Elm. So thanks for listening to oh, I can't even speak today. Thanks for listening to Successful Minds with Patty B. Never miss an episode by subscribing. So thank you so much. I think you have a wonderful story, and I can't wait for people to hear this. Thank you so much for having me, Patricia. Thank you for listening to Successful Minds with your host, Patricia Barnowski-Schneider. Please leave your feedback and visit strategicadvisorboard.com to get the latest and greatest business advisement on the planet. Follow us on social media for updates, and we'll see you on the next episode.